podcast of sermons by Pastor Charles St. Ange, LCMS Missionary in Montreal, Quebec, and the Caribbean. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. So yes, indeed, this is the Feast of the Transfiguration. But it would be pretty difficult for any of us who've spent time in Dalarama or Walmart in the last few days to also point out that today is St. Valentine's Day. Now, St. Valentine, we don't know an awful lot about, but by what we do know, was a pastor. In fact, a bishop in the ancient church became famous because while he was in prison, he kept up the spirits of his people by writing them notes. They weren't able to get together as we are not often able to get together as the fullness of our congregation, and yet Valentine found a way to keep people's spirits up by reminding them of the love that Christ has for them in all circumstances. And so here we are, 18, 1700 years after Valentine, celebrating this day that is marked as a celebration of love, celebration of remembrance, cards, heart-shaped candy boxes, etc., etc., etc. And as I was thinking about today and the transfiguration of our Lord, the end of the Epiphany season, the beginning of Lent, and yes, St. Valentine's Day, I was thinking of this conference where I met my dear wife way back when in Cincinnati. And the theme of that conference, which was all about the five love languages. I don't know if any of you have read Gary Chapman's books, but I highly recommend it because he talks about the five different ways that people love one another. Some people mostly appreciate gifts. My mom's love language is gift giving. And if she really wants us to know that she loves us, she sends us a present. Physical touch, which has been incredibly difficult during this pandemic time for people whose love language is a hug or a pat on the back or even a handshake, and we've had all those things taken away from us. Quality time. Some people just want to express their love by being with the people that they love. For others, it's acts of service, and for still others, words of affirmation. You did a great job. You really put your all into it. Thank you so much for spending the time to think about me. But one thing that I have discovered as a pastor now more than 17 years, and as a human being, almost 49 years, is a universal love language that is true of almost everyone, no matter which of those five is the one that predominates. And that is listening. Listening to people. Not hearing, because we hear people all the time and we're heard by people all the time, but to actually have someone listen to what you have to say reflect back your words to you with more than just a grunt or an uh-huh, uh-huh, hey, I've got to go. That is something that everybody appreciates as an act of love. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, for he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. They were terrified because this is the presence of God in a way they had not yet seen. Certainly, 
being on a mountain with the great heroes of your faith, Moses and Elijah, would have been a big deal. But to see that this teacher that you traveled around with was certainly more than meets the eye, to see him glowing like the sun, really, literally put the fear of God into them. They were so scared that all that they could think of doing was doing. We got to do something. Let's make tents. Now, this is a very religious attitude because one of the chief festivals of the Old Testament people was the Festival of Tents, where people would go out and make tents to live out in the wilderness with their God. So it's not like this is a totally unexpected thing that they might suggest to do. And that's our reaction when we see someone that we want to honor too, right? We want to do something. Gift-giving is a natural love language. It's why we give gifts at Christmas and at Easter and Mother's Day and Father's Day and, of course, even St. Valentine's Day. We want to do something for the people that we love. We want to give them something. And not everyone is gift-giving as their love language. For some, it's physical touch or some, it's active services. But sometimes... We are so focused on doing something that we don't stop to think about the thing we ought to do. And that's where the disciples got in trouble, right? They were so busy wanting to do something that they never really thought about the thing they ought to do. And thus, the voice speaks from the cloud and says, This is my son. My beloved son, the one whom I love, listen to him. Listen to him. That's the love language that Peter and James and John are being called to display towards Jesus. You don't need to make tents. You don't need to set up booths. You don't need to build a monument for the Lord here on this mountain. If you love this teacher, if you love this man who is the son of the father sent into the world for you, then listen to him. Don't just hear him, but listen. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, the same Moses that was there on top of the mountain with Jesus heard the cry of the people that they never wanted to see God show up like he did on top of Mount Sinai ever again. Too much thunder, too much lightning, too much shock and awe. And Moses said, it is good that you don't want God to show up in this way anymore. And so the Lord your God, Moses said, will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall build temples. Set up booths? Construct an altar? Give gifts to? No. It is to him you shall listen. And so, we see how the disciples had such a hard time of this. Everything that Jesus said encountered opposition, encountered even opposition amongst the disciples. A rich young man comes to Jesus. And says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, keep the commandments, 
sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. But he was unable to listen to what Jesus had to say, and so he went away. Peter and James and John, despite all of this talk from Jesus about being a servant, that he had been sent into the world to offer his life as a ransom for many, still come to him and say, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What do we need to do to show God that we are ready to sit next to you on thrones and rule over Israel? And Jesus takes a little boy, a little child, and says, become like this little child and welcome him in my name. The disciples weren't listening. Three times in each of the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus says the Son of Man will be crucified and after three days rise again. That seems pretty straightforward, and yet the disciples aren't listening because they don't understand what he's saying, the Gospel writers write down, and they were afraid to ask. True listening requires asking. And if the disciples wanted to show that they loved their Lord, they should have simply come and said, teach us about this dying and rising, and we will listen. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The last words of Jesus to his disciples on the night in which he is betrayed. When we don't listen to Jesus, we can't say we love him. It's that simple. And the worst thing about that is when we don't listen to Jesus, we do not let him love us. Because the way Jesus loves us is by speaking to us and giving us the gift of his word his promises, his good news, his announcement of what he has done for each and every one of you to deliver you from sin, to give you the promise of eternal life, to promise you a place in his kingdom. When we don't listen to Jesus, we miss out on those gifts. And we go through life anxious and worried and burdened by guilt. Jesus gives us the gift of his own body and blood on the night in which he was betrayed, when he should have been thinking about all sorts of other things, like what was going to happen in the next hours ahead. I know each and every one of us would be if we knew we were about to be executed in a horribly painful way in the next few hours. But Jesus spends his last time with his disciples speaking to them a word of promise. This is my body, which is for you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. My very first congregation, I had to deal with the fact that we had all sorts of members who never came to worship. And I could have reminded them of the third commandment. Honor the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. I could have pointed out verses in the epistles that give the consequences to people if they don't come to worship. But I landed on these words of Jesus. Do this in remembrance of me. Oh, if only Jesus had told us what to do that we might keep him in our hearts. If only Jesus had given some indication of the thing that he wanted us to participate in to keep him close to us. But wait a minute. 
he did. Do this. If only we would listen. Then we receive God's gift and we let God speak his love language to us. We let him absolve us of our sins. We let him call us by name in the baptismal font. We let him feed us with his body and blood from the altar. He speaks to us and loves us through his words. Mennonite professor and pastor David Augsburger once said this, Being heard is so close to being loved that they are almost indistinguishable. Being heard is so close to being loved that they are almost indistinguishable. How does one love the Lord our God? By listening to him. And when we listen, we hear God's love showered on us. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in your hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Listen to him, and you will find in his words his love. The name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you'd like to learn more, visit intheway.org. Thank you for listening, and God bless your week.